Hello and welcome to episode number 213 of the Savvy Social Podcast. This is a show dedicated to helping passion-led entrepreneurs and business owners learn how to use social media as a tool to grow your business. I'm your host, Andrea Jones, and I'm fiercely committed to helping you understand both the how and the why of social media marketing so that you can create connection, build community, and make your difference in the world. This show is brought to you by Sendable, which is the all-in-one social media management tool that my agents uses every day to schedule and analyze our social media results. Try them out for yourself today by going to onlinedrea.com slash Sendable. And I'll put that link and all of the links in the show notes today. You can find those at onlinedrea.com slash 213. Y'all, I'm back. So for those of you just tuning in, I had a baby. <laughs> and because of that, I had to do some interesting things with my marketing over the past almost a year. Um, as it's been, you know, a challenge and an interesting journey headed into motherhood. Um, back in 2020, I got baby fever. So prior to that, my husband and I were like strictly in the no kid zone. <laughs> We'd been married for six years at that point. Uh, when the pandemic hit, we just moved. We um, were really settled into our you know lives, and we liked our free time. And um, you know, we we never really wanted kids before that. And then something changed in the pandemic. I think it was all that time sitting around. And uh, so we started trying to have kids. And in August of 2021, I found out I was pregnant. Now, prior to that, in my mind, I would start my my maternity leave planning. You know, when I found out I was pregnant, I thought, I have nine months to figure it out, what to do with my business, what to do with my marketing. But y'all... <laughs> that first trimester was no joke. And the first trimester really, really emphasized to me that I needed a plan for the unexpected. Um, babies don't follow plans. And uh, my little one showed me that right from the beginning. So those of you who are parents will definitely understand that. Now, even if you're not a parent, I think that this episode is really interesting because life happens. We all have these unplanned moments, whether you know you have to go to the hospital unexpectedly, or maybe you want to take a sabbatical or you know whatever the case may be, you know, having that space, having that option in your life is key if you're running a business and you're using social media as a tool to market it. And to guide today's conversation, I asked my audience a few questions. I asked you all, um, you know, what would you like to hear? What would be the most impactful for you? So I've got a few submissions that I'm going to go through to guide today's conversation. The first question comes in from Miranda at Marketing Uninhibited on Instagram. And Miranda asks, how far in advance did you batch content and how did you know it would still be relevant? Right? This is such a great question to kick off our conversation. Because prior to that first trimester where I was super exhausted and just nauseous, like felt like I was on a roller coaster all the time, um, I was about a month ahead of my podcast recording. Um, my social posts, I'd, I'd have about two weeks ahead and I'd batch about a week at a time. So I wasn't really too far ahead. Um, but I had enough to where, you know, if something happened, I could pivot. And I had enough to where when that first trimester hit and I was 
you know, really my working hours were, had to be, had to be cut back. That's when I realized, okay, I've got to get farther ahead. Um, so basically I did what I could to get through the first trimester. And then in October, I started batching interviews and I batched a bunch of podcast interviews from October through February. And I'm actually, we're still going through those now. So I batched a bunch, but I think the last one is end of September that we have. Um, so basically almost a year's worth of podcast interviews. And I just started going through my Rolodex. You know, we have an application to be on the show. Um, so we have a long list of people who have, you know, interesting social media stories that they want to bring. We have my clients that I source, some of my colleagues and, and friends in this space. So just went through all of those and batched the content because I knew that this time was coming up. The second part of the question, though, is how did I know it would still be relevant? I didn't. <laughs> Social media changes so freaking fast, y'all, that even episodes that I record, you know, I'm recording this one about three weeks before it's going to go live. Things could probably change in those three weeks. And I am okay with that. I don't know if it's still going to be relevant, but what I do know is that a lot of the foundational concepts that I teach are marketing concepts that are relevant, no matter if you're listening to this episode today or a year from now. Okay, so the way that I approach marketing has that foundational strategy element always. I do not focus in on tactics. This is something that I teach in our program at the Savvy Social School. If you focus too much on tactics, then you will feel like you're constantly trying to keep up because you have to keep switching tactic over tactic over tactic. And you may not really truly understand the foundational marketing strategy underneath it all to be able to you know, apply that to your business. So we teach strategy. We talk about tactics as it applies to strategy. And yes, some of the episodes aren't relevant anymore. Next week, I have Lily Womble coming on the podcast. She was a long-term client and did some amazing things with video, uh, Instagram Reels specifically, and how she shows up in that space. And we recorded that episode, I believe, in February. It's not coming out till August. So it's you know almost six months later. And so much has changed in her business in those six months. She went viral in June and had a couple videos or one video that went over a million views on TikTok. And so everything that we talk about in the episode next week is after or before this viral moment. But that moment is still relevant. All of the information that she shares in that video actually leads to her virality. So it's, I think it's still very relevant, even though it's six months ago we did that interview. Okay. This happens a lot. Um, I distinctly remember Rhett and Link. Um, they are two YouTubers who have a show. I think it's called Good Mythical Morning on YouTube. And um, their show was pre-recorded prior to the pandemic. And they had to do this pre-recorded intro to all of those episodes that said, hey, we recorded this before the pandemic. Um, enjoy, but you know, it may be a little bit out of touch. So even some things you can, you know, add a little context to it if you have gone too far in the future. But hopefully your business is built on foundations that will last whether you're batching for next month or six months from now. And that's how I approach it. All right. So thanks, Miranda, for that question. Our next question comes from Sharice of shariceandco.com. Sharice says, 
I'm always interested in how other entrepreneurs are running and marketing their businesses. I think an episode or newsletter on how you took a strategic pause would be great. I know I'm interested in for sure. Also, as a mama, I'm still navigating which mean, what it means to be a mom and a wife and a business owner with a toddler. I would be interested in hearing how you're shifting your marketing to accommodate the new season of your life. Uh, for context, Sharice took a maternity leave four years ago and is still trying to figure it out. So Sharice, yes. Um, it is wild out here in these motherhood streets. And I think it's just life, life in general. Um, in fact, at the time of recording this, my little one is sick. I'm still sick a little bit. We had to shift uh, over the weekend and last week because of this. And there are so many unplanned things that happen in life and in business. And you kind of just have to learn to be flexible and roll with it. So I'll talk about a few unplanned things um, and how we rolled with it. And then I want to talk about what's the plan going forward. So I, like I said, I started planning my maternity leave really the second I found out I was pregnant last August, but also um, really October. So once I started getting into the second trimester, I got some energy back. and I was like, I need a plan laid out a plan with my team so that we would have things running while I was having the baby in, in the first few months after. However, um, things happened. First thing, baby was nine days past her due date. So really, there was a lot of like empty space where I just... I thought I would... I actually, in my mind, thought I'd have her early. I don't know why. I was just convinced she would be here at like 34 weeks and she was here at 41 plus. Um, so I planned everything as if she was going to be a month early. So I had a lot of space in my calendar. And then she was uh, nine days late. So, you know, there was a lot of, or nine days past her due date, not technically late. She was right on time for herself. Uh, but, you know, I had all of this space in my calendar where I thought I would do things. And honestly, I just did not feel well. Um, pregnancy was not for me. I do not recommend it. I did not like any part of that process. Um, so I had to lean on my team in those moments. And I think it is okay and actually encouraged to get support when you need it most. And this is the time in my life when I need it most. Now, despite all that, there's lots of unplanned things that happen. The biggest thing is that I promoted one of my employees to be marketing manager, and she got another opportunity four weeks before my maternity leave. So we had a marketing manager in place who would run all of our campaigns, would help with the podcast, with social, with our marketing, our emails, like everything that we need to keep this business running. And this person went on to other opportunities, which is fine, right? But also, big gap in, in our processes and how we do things. So we had to make adjustments for that unplanned moment. And we just ran with it. Honestly, for me, the best thing was to eliminate and remove things. And I think this is huge for business owners and entrepreneurs. When we think about our marketing, sometimes we do too much. And this actually helps me really get focused on what matters most. What matters most is this podcast. This is our main marketing vehicle, if you will. So anything outside of that had to be cut, including a lot of my plans for social media. We stopped some huge marketing campaigns. We were going to do a price increase campaign for the Savvy Social School. We eliminated that because it was a huge lift for our team marketing-wise. Um, I was actually in the process of rebranding everything, which 
I may not ever do now because it just, I, I scrapped it. It's not needed. I had a bunch of things planned out for even 2023, kind of revamping our internal processes that we just, we're not doing now. Um, so I, I cut as much as possible. The big campaigns we had planned were cut. Did that affect our revenue? Yes. Okay. So we are going to see shifts in the way that we do things because I had to cut those things, right? So it's not that I cut things and, you know, we got better per se, even though we did in a lot of our processes. And I think this is the part that's really hard to handle for business owners because when you make decisions like this in your business, it does affect things in the moment. And it can have better long-term benefits for you as a business owner, but in the short term, it does hurt. So for me to cut a big campaign that predictably would have brought an influx of thousands of dollars into our monthly recurring revenue uh, for our program, uh, yeah, that did hurt. Yeah, that did sting. Um, and we're still going to meet those goals, just not on the timeline that I originally set out, right? So for me, I had to mentally accept that like, this marketing campaign isn't going to happen anymore. It's okay. Here's what we're going to do going forward. So what I did was I started repurposing old content. Um, I've been talking about social media for eight years, eight plus years, <laughs> more than that. Um, but I've owned the business for eight plus years. And I've been online since 2011. So when we think about the content that I have out there, there's a lot of great stuff that I can repurpose. So we, you know, if I had run out of podcast episodes, I would have started back at the beginning. We have over 200. So I know a lot of you did not listen to episode 20. So I may bring that back, right? Um, social media posts, I started revamping them. I have reels um, that I posted to another account. I brought it on over to my account. And then I chose to pause. You know, there was a two weeks in there where I wouldn't be able to kind of manage the marketing because, like I said, this person um, was supposed to be managing, not managing anymore. So we just paused. We paused everything except for the podcast and our email newsletter. So social posts paused um, and actually went a little bit longer than that. And I just posted about it. I just shared that I'm pausing because I had a baby and people are okay with that. And I think, you know, as business owners, sometimes we beat ourselves up over the pause, when as long as we just share, hey, this is what's happening. Here's why we have to do, make these decisions in our business. Most reasonable people are okay with that. right? And I can lean on my old content. I move some things around. And we went on. Now, looking ahead, the second part of your question, Cherise, is how we're going to plan for this ahead. I'm always working ahead. This is something that I that I teach in our program in the Savvy Social School. And it's something that I recommend for a lot of business owners because if you wait for the moment of inspiration, you're going to be waiting for a long time. And I don't wait for the moment of inspiration. I happen to get inspired quite frequently. But if I have to work under pressure, it's not my best work. So I'm always working ahead. This podcast episode, I'm recording three weeks in advance. I actually have outlined two more podcast episodes, and I'm going to try to batch a few of those, right? I also set my own frequency. Sometimes when we think about um, how we want to show up in our marketing, you know, a lot of people, for instance, preach post to TikTok three to five times a day, which I'm not going to lie. You will see a lot of results if you post to TikTok three to five times a day. 
I, however, do not have that time. And if I try to set myself up for that standard, I will fail over and over again. I will beat myself up over and over again. And I will just feel bad about my marketing. So for me, I try to post three to five times a week. That's manageable for me. It's something that I can stick with. And it's something that I can consistently show up and do. And I actually batch those three to five videos and then just hit publish throughout the week. And I don't have a set time or date. I'm just doing my thing over there and it's working for me. I do the same thing with YouTube. I really wanted to have a strong YouTube strategy, but we had to scrap it. And so some months I post one video, some months I post four. Um, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that frequency for myself because again, my podcast is my main uh, revenue driver. It is my main marketing driver. And that's where I put my energy. That's where I don't miss a step. I don't miss a beat. Everything else... It'll happen when it happens. And I'm okay with that flexibility. And you can be okay with that as well. All right. Our last question comes in from Nikita Burks-Hale, who says, I would love to hear whatever is on your heart, especially as a woman of color. We don't talk enough about the fourth trimester as it relates to our business, giving ourselves time and space to prepare, enjoy, and learn the new norm. And y'all, this fourth trimester was a mess. It's still <laughs> still in the middle of it. It's an emotional roller coaster. And I knew that if I had to show up on certain days and times and I didn't have that flexibility, I couldn't. I am recovering from an unplanned C-section. It was a very traumatic experience for me. Um, I know I'm going to need more emotional support with therapy and coaching, just that whole process being pregnant and then having a baby. Y'all, it was not fun. Um, and there was lots of time learning to be a mom. I'm, I'm struggling with things like breastfeeding is not going the way that I wanted it to. Um, and there is no rule book to being a mom. So I had to create my own. And for me, the first three months after having a kid... I have a completely flexible work schedule. Um, I have certain hours where I want to work, but if things happen, I don't have to, and we're moving things around. And to be honest, I'm going to keep up with that after having the baby. I create my own rule book for other things too. You know, I don't post my baby on social media anymore. I tried it a few times, didn't like it. I'm not doing it anymore. My thing. And I'm going to definitely talk more about this in an an episode coming up. But, you know, I'm creating my own rules for this. I batch a lot of content, videos, social posts, newsletters, so that I can get ahead. I repurpose a lot of content. Newsletters, especially, do. You know, there's some newsletters I wrote two years ago when my list was 2,000 people. And now it's, you know, I think it's 30,000 people. So there's a lot of content there where I'm like, you know, I'm bringing this back, y'all. <laughs> um, and then my team, I lean on my team. They do 80% of the admin tasks I don't need to do. So, for example, if I film a TikTok video, um, and I post it, I definitely want it repurposed. So they repurpose it everywhere. They go to my TikTok, they download that video, they post it as an Instagram reel, they post it as a YouTube short, they're posting it as a Pinterest idea pin. Um, you know, They're supporting with my marketing. Um, another example is this podcast. I record the podcast and then hand it to my team. They edit, they design the graphics, they write the show notes, they pull clips, they write the social media posts. 
For me, this is important. I get to show up in the podcast, which is, again, our main marketing driver. And my team gets to support with the rest. And I'm yes, it costs money. Yes, I'm making a strategic decision on that. But to me, time is money right now. Time is way more valuable to me to spend with my daughter. Um, and so I am choosing to invest in that support, that level of support for myself actually better that they're doing it. They do much better job than I could. Um, and I have a better output at the end of the day. Uh, the last thing that I want to emphasize here is that I study my metrics. I study my metrics. And I talk a lot about this in the podcast, in, in our programming in the school. And as much as I love social media followers, impressions, engagement, shares, yada, yada, yada... Um, the main metric that has built my business to this date, eight years later, is relationships. The main metric that has built my social media business is relationships. So while I love content marketing, I love social media, I love everything I do here, my main focus is relationship building. So if I had to scrap everything, the last thing that I would scrap is building those relationships. So I would much rather stop posting content on social media for three months if I had to and focus my energy on relationships, which means if I'm not posting, I'm still networking. I'm having conversations with people. I'm in the DMs. I'm leaving comments. I'm participating in my communities because my business was built on relationships. And that's the most important metric for me to maintain. Now, I'm not going to do that because <laughs> I, uh, again, I have the systems, I have the batching, I have lots of content to repurpose. So I'm still going to be putting content out there, out into the world. And it would be kind of weird to have a social media business and not be posting social media content. But to me, it's not about the content, it's about the connection. And that's the most important metric in my business. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Savvy Social Podcast. I hope you guys found it valuable. No matter where you are on your journey, if you are, you know, going back to school to get your master's degree, if you're taking time off for the summer, wherever you are in your journey, here I hope this kind of just a little bit of a different episode helped you get a peek into my world as I planned things out. Next week, like I said, we have Lily Womble on the show, um, longtime client who was. Uh, an amazing example of how to show up on video imperfectly and perfectly. So listen to that episode next week. In the meantime, make sure you give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It helps keep us in the top 100 marketing podcasts. And that's all because of you, dear listener. I'll talk to you soon. That's all for today. Bye for now. <laughs>